the award-winning Your Financial Editor program on 930 WFMD. News from the worlds of business and finance with your financial editor, Chris Murray. Welcome to another edition of the Your Financial Editor program right here on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And, of course, you can download the WFMD app uh, from the App Store and have uh, the programming available to you right literally at your fingertips with your smartphone or on another device. I am Chris Murray, your host. Uh, Thanks uh, so much for being with us today. Hope things are going well. My first time back in the studio uh, for, uh, I guess it's been three weeks or so. So I hope everybody had a very nice Christmas and uh, Happy New Year to everyone. And um, good program laid out for you today. Some interesting top stories, economic data, including that jobs report from yesterday. And then we're going to be talking about uh, financial planning and the importance. What a great time to talk about it. Brand new year, 2022. Talk about the importance of financial planning, retirement planning, what it means to you today, tomorrow, and into the future. So all that uh, on, uh, on deck for you today. Um, a lot in the energy sector this week. It wasn't talked about by um, you know many people, but it's something that I kept a pretty close eye on as we continue to see energy prices go up. And, um, of course, we know the inflationary pressure uh, and the pain that it's causing people at the pump, uh, especially those who um, can't take it. Those folks who are poor, uh, on fixed incomes, uh, just ordinary folks. You know, it's it's really, really hard uh, with these energy costs. And what we saw this week was OPEC had a meeting. And uh, OPEC and, you know, their allies or um, companions in crime, I guess we could say, uh, said that they're going to increase oil production by a total of 400,000 barrels a day in February. So that was a... Uh, that was in line with what the previous discussions were when I was uh, following this issue. Um, you know, oil prices had been stable ahead of their meeting, with most analysts uh, predicting that OPEC, uh, the oil cartel, plus other producing countries, including Russia, by the way, would stick to their original plan because um, of the uh, Omicron variant. Uh, they weren't seeing it as a major blow to the global economic uh, recovery and uh, kind of the engine, if you will. So uh, we did see oil prices go up, like I said this week. Um, you know, I have to say that I really don't believe OPEC when they say they're going to do something with production because they often lie. Um, they don't do what they say they're going to do. Um, and, you know, this even goes back to the war on terror, uh, you may remember back in the mid-2000s, uh, back when Iraq was not allowed uh, to sell oil during the war on terror. And they still did on the black market. So, you know, unfortunately, uh, we've reversed our energy independence. And uh, now we're more relying on OPEC. You've got the current administra- administration groveling, asking them to please produce more When really all we have to do here is literally flip a switch and get back to the production and the exploration that we had going on uh, just, uh, you know, a year ago where we didn't have to rely uh, on OPEC, the cartel. And actually, we were able to produce and uh, export 
energy. I mean, it was just a great position to be in. And people are trying to combat that. I saw this week that West Virginia approved a key permit for a 304-mile-long natural gas pipeline. Uh, actually, it was at the end of last week, I think they approved it. But it's a State 401 uh, to water quality certification. It was granted um, by the acting director of the state's Department of Environmental Protection, so uh, that's great because this Mountain Valley Pipeline project is a natural gas pipeline, as I mentioned, uh, about 304 miles in length. Um, it's a 42-inch in diameter uh, pipe, and it supplies local distribution companies and industrial users and power generation facilities in the Mid-Atlantic, Southeastern, and Appalachian uh, regions. So... Um, that was great news. Now, here's the problem. They, they have a lot of hurdles ahead of them because um, they need uh, dredge and fill permits in West Virginia from the Army Corps of Engineers. So we'll have to see uh, how that's going to work. We did see in Virginia the State Water Control Board allowed the infrastructure to cross streams and wetlands. So that was great. But the uh, decision is being challenged in the fourth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. So, you know, these in, environmental terrorists and and um, and freaks, if you will, are saying that, you know, they're um, disappointed about this 304-mile uh, natural gas pipeline, and they're urging the uh, administration to kill the project. So that was kind of good news and bad news wrapped up uh, together there. Uh, but, again, that's what we have to deal with, um, with people talking about weather and, you know, what has to be done and how to put it into legislation. I know many of these um, wetland pro- projects that you see are a disaster. I mean, just a total disaster. And, of course, this uh, EPA, with this administration, they want to get back um, like a couple administrations ago where – they're going to manage everything as small as a mud puddle if they can. So I'm um, going to continue to keep an eye on that because, again, it's, it's obviously having a drastic impact on energy prices and hurting those folks um, who really can't take the hurt. Uh, we also saw something interesting in 2021, and that was that traditional energy stocks actually outperformed the social, environmental, and governance uh, stocks out there for the whole year of 2021. So even though, you know, we had the virus and everything that went along with it, energy businesses uh, returned to prominence over the year. You saw ExxonMobil, Chevron, ConocoPhillips soar last year when you, uh, when you viewed their stock price uh, for the 12 months. And, um, you know, many of the ESG, again, the Environmental, Social, and Governance exchange-traded funds and mutual funds underperformed the traditional and conventional energy. So um, why they think they're just going to um, make everybody drive an electric vehicle and use solar panels and, um, and wind power, I don't understand it because obviously what has to juice them? You know, what's going to provide that charging station it's going to be traditional energy. So uh, this is just uh, crazy. It's a power and money grab. Uh, you can see it in the spending packages that were approved. So I just thought it was great watching um, 
what happened with traditional energy last year. And again, some of these latest projections suggest it could be another bullish year for oil and gas uh, stocks. Uh, JP Morgan, they said the crude oil could hit $121 a barrel this year. And other uh, financial institutions like Barclays um, are looking at tighter supply and higher prices as well. So, um, unfortunately, if you, again, if you're an investor, that's great if you own those stocks. But the pain at the pump, heating your home, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's real, and and people are writing uh, bigger checks on a monthly basis because of that. Something pretty exciting happened this week. Also, Apple became the first company to hit three trillion dollars in market value on Monday. So just to put that into perspective, take the S&P 500, right? That's uh, kind of your broad market index, 500 stocks, 500 of the biggest, biggest companies in the United States of America. If you take the bottom 184 companies in the S&P 500 combined, Apple was worth more than those 184 companies <laughs> $3 trillion in market value. Um, so, and they're not by themselves, by the way. Microsoft is right there. They're kind of, they always kind of go neck and neck. So um, Apple continued to do a good job last year. Uh, again, you see these big companies, they have the flexibility. They have the deep pockets that if there's a supply chain problem, they're going to fix it if at all possible. Um, and that's exactly what they did. They take control of the situation as opposed to, you know, just standing back and forming a committee to talk about it and, and then just throw money at it like we see with the government. Um, so that was pretty interesting. Talking about the government, Biden on Monday said he was rolling out a new plan to target a handful of meatpacking companies. Um, this comes after the administration accused these companies of facilitating anti-competitive behavior that caused meat and uh, poultry prices to go up. So this is the blame game. Again, inflation. Um, you know, inflation, we've always said, is it's a boring subject. It's kind of like a black hole when you try to talk about inflation and factor it in. But everybody's living it in real time right now, whether they're at the gas pump, whether they're in the grocery aisle. Um, so what we saw was Biden be joined to some virtual meeting with Secretary of Agriculture, uh, Tom Vilsack, who's worthless, and um, Attorney General uh, Merrick Garland. And they basically were saying that, yeah, we're going to fix this. And we're going to tackle these high prices. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to give $1 billion in federal funding, your taxpayer money, um, to help boost competition and to train people in the food industry. How do you think that's going to go? Who's going to get that money? A billion of your dollars. Who's going to get that money? Just like with all this spending, it doesn't really go to infrastructure, right? It goes to all of these other groups that benefit from it. And then, of course, they kick in to the uh, political packs and, and, and make other campaign contributions. So here's how we're going to fix it. We're going to hold a virtual meeting and we're going to throw a billion dollars to train people in the meatpacking business. These, these people, 
I'm telling you, they don't they don't know what what to do. If yeah, that old saying, if they owned a funeral parlor, nobody would die. Um, but again, this is their reaction. But inflation is real. It's hurting people. Um, this doesn't make any sense. It's another waste of a billion dollars. Uh, like I said, the ag secretary is a complete failure. Uh, the attorney general is worried more about, you know, things he shouldn't even be considering than real uh, crime and legal problems. So I don't know. I don't see this getting any better. I mean, we can uh, we can talk about it in a couple months and see, you know, how that billion dollars was was spent, if we can even figure it out and uh, what impact it it's had. Also, we saw this week staying with uh, with politics a little bit. Um, This is just weeks after Nancy Pelosi defended the ability of members of Congress and their spouses to make stock trades. um, She had to disclose several major purchases. So according to a public disclosure report that was dated December the 29th, Pelosi's husband, his name is Paul, I think, spent between $500,000 and a million dollars on 10 call options for Google's parent company, Alphabet. He also was taking positions in Salesforce.com, Walt Disney, I think uh, Micron Technology. But here's the one that really got me when I was reviewing this. He put $100,000 toward a limited liability company, an LLC, that acquired five courtyard by Marriott hotels, one in Fairfax, two in suburban Baltimore, and two in San Antonio, Texas. You know the Pelosi's. Mr. Pelosi lives in uh, San Francisco, right? And isn't it convenient that except for the San Antonio, the uh, Fairfax, and the Baltimore uh, projects were right here, right, right around the Beltway. So, um, yeah, this is one of those things that it, if you don't laugh, you know, you'll put your fist through the wall when you see this double dealing. And then, of course, with all the socialist policies that Pelosi is pushing through with these spending packages, um, when she was pushed on this issue, number one, she didn't like it. And she responded to the um, the reporter who said, do you guys really think you should be allowed, you and your husband or you and your wife, whoever it is, should be allowed to wheel and deal in stocks when you're making literally policy and laws that are going to impact them? And her answer, we're a free market economy. And people should be able to participate in that. Is that hypocritical or what? Oh, my gosh, it doesn't get any richer. That was hilarious. Also, something that was good that I saw was positive uh, from Congress. You know, China has been buying up agricultural lands in the United States for years. And um, thank goodness, uh, Congressman Dan Newhouse from Washington State said that they've got to stop this to safeguard or we have to stop this to safeguard the American food supply chain. So um, he explained what was in his amendment to um, to the House's fiscal 2022 agricultural appropriations bill, H.R. 4356. 
And he just said, look, China, frankly, is an adversary, which we know. We want to make sure that we control our food supply, makes total common sense. And he just thinks it's natural, it's important, and it's an, a national security issue as well. And by the way, next Saturday, we're going to be talking with uh, my friend, Mr. Bill Bullard, from um, the Cattle and Ranchers Association to see what's going on um, with these outside conglomerates that own these big food companies and also, uh, as I just mentioned, you know, about land being purchased uh, by the Chinese Communist Party. So um, we'll be talking about that. Quick break. Um, Our white paper for you is still... Inflation and your retirement, are you prepared for these rising costs that everybody's having to deal with? So go to murrayfinancialgroup.com. It's right on the homepage. You just click on get my copy, put in your email, and the report comes right to your uh, to your email. Again, inflation and your retirement, as we're talking about um, in just a little while, you know, the importance of financial plan and retirement planning. This is a, a nice side piece for you um, to, to, to read and, and educate yourself on and make sure that you're doing the things that you should be doing. Quick break, back in a minute. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD. And uh, glad to have you along. Hope your weekend's going well. And uh, we had talked about some of those top stories, uh, the first uh, segment. And then you look at some of the economic data that we got this week. Really got some big, important data, including the two ISM uh, reports. The first one showed us that economic activity in the manufacturing sector grew in December. Uh, That was according to the ISM um, monthly report. It came in at a reading of 58.7. So it was down a little bit from where it was in in November. But anything above 50 is good. But again, when you look at it, new orders were down. um, The production index was down. Price index registered um, was down backlog of orders was higher. So they're really continuing to have problems in manufacturing. And also the ISM services index, which, you know, we're a service-based nation nowadays, over two-thirds of our economy is is service-based. Same kind of story. Economic activity grew, but at a slower pace than what we saw in November. So in December, the services uh, number came in at 62%. That was down seven points. Um, And what the respondents were saying when I was reading uh, over the report 
um, take accommodation and food and services, for example. A response was supply chain challenges to procure supplies for their restaurants remains their greatest obstacle at present, along with staffing needs. And they're considering another price increase. So you're talking about more inflation. Then you look at agriculture, uh, forestry, fishing, and hunting. They've got supply chain issues, but their business is adapting is uh, is the way they responded. Um, and then, of course, construction. You've got escalation and costs for materials, for fuel, for labor, for lodging. And um, that has a negative impact on their margins in an unsustainable direction uh, was a response there. So... You know, you, you've got a little bit of a slowdown, which we talked about last year at the end of the year. You could see that uh, going into the winter, things were uh, starting to idle down a little bit. And we got, you know, I think more proof of that uh, this week because we saw initial jobless claims come in higher than what was expected. And then yesterday you saw the big jobs report, um, and that was just Pathetic. I mean, 199,000 new jobs were added in December. That was much lower than the 400,000 jobs that were forecast uh, by economists on average. So, um, you know, you just continue to see this labor market in, in just in a really fractured state. You know, you've got a lot of people that um, have left the market. You have, I saw a survey earlier this week from Fidelity that they did where a lot of people are looking to switch jobs in 2022. So, um, you know, I thought it would have gotten better by now after we weaned people off of the government taxpayer money, the subsidy checks where where we were paying them, um, which is just, over-the-top stupid, not to work. Um, And it's just disrupted the jobs market so much that I'm not really sure how it's all going to shake out, what it's going to look like uh, once, you know, we totally get the, um, uh, I guess you never totally get the virus behind you, but as much as possible in the rearview mirror, and we're back to, uh, to doing things like we were before the virus made its way here from China. So um, really interesting to watch this jobs report. The other thing, um, it's not just the virus that drove people out of their jobs. Um, you know, that's what we do for a living for 30 years, help people in retirement. And it's amazing how many people are sick and tired of what they have to go through at work with um, just this foolish diversity training and other things that they have to be uh subject to that's really against their their morals and their values and their their good character so there are many people that are saying i'm not doing this anymore you're not going to force this down my throat and that's another reason that people are leaving um the jobs market in flocks so like i said we'll continue to watch it um and it's great doing what we do because we're able to help people when they do leave their uh their job and uh, we'll get to more of that in just a little bit with the uh, the financial and retirement planning 
um, overview for 2022 for you. The other big thing that happened this week is we got the minutes from the last FOMC, the Federal Reserve meeting, and they admitted that they're late to the party. Um, They're going to have to raise interest rates more and probably sooner than what they originally had uh, led people to believe. They're also realizing they have to um, reduce that monthly spend um, of just tens and tens of billions of dollars to prop up the market and the economy. So unfortunately, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but the Fed is really going to probably wreck things up pretty good this year. And um, because they're playing catch up like they always do, and they tend to do it at the worst time possible to have such a negative impact on the economy. Um, Inflation, obviously. So the Fed has two jobs. One, full employment. Create a situation as best as possible so that you have as many people working that you can. And two, um, price stability. That's inflation. Making sure that goods and services um, are not inflated where it's hurting consumers and hurting the economy. So they're, you know, going into this year, like I said, based on the minutes from the middle of a December meeting that, um, boy, we really better get going where we've been saying for uh, close to a year, lose the transitory garbage with inflation. I mean, like I said, this is nine months now that we've been dealing with this. That's not temporary, and we still have to deal with it. And I mentioned earlier, energy prices are going up, and we'll have to wait and see with food and services and lodging and rent, new and used car sales, those prices. I mean, so anyway, buckle up, because if anybody can just totally crash a party, it's the Federal Reserve. No doubt about it. So keep that in mind. Um Our white paper for you at murrayfinancialgroup.com is on inflation, inflation and your retirement. Are you prepared for rising cost? Talks about the shrinking power of the dollar, gives you the key takeaways, uh, gives you a little bit of information on what exactly is inflation and the annual inflation rates and just how it erodes your uh, purchasing power, like I said, and gosh, if you're close to retirement or in retirement, that's a very, very serious issue and uh, one that people are dealing with. So go to murrayfinancialgroup.com and uh, download uh, that free white paper. It's on the home page. You just click, put your email in, and you got it. And we'll be back in just a minute. Blue Welcome back. 
This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And, of course, you can download the WFMD app. I hope you're having a good weekend and uh, Happy New Year to you. Gosh, hard to believe. 2022. I hope uh, you have a great new year. God blesses you in every way possible and your family. And um, it's a great time to talk about the importance of financial planning and retirement planning. Um, it's, it's just, you know, some people do it on the fly and just, uh, maybe walk out, retire and say, I'm done. And then of course you have other people that want to make sure that they're going to be able to live the life that they want in retirement. And, uh, they're going to have the assets and the income to make that all possible. Uh, so that way there's no, uh, doubt or anxiety about, uh, running out of income, you know, you outlasting your money. So it's really, really important to have a uh, financial and retirement plan. And the beginning of the year is a great time, you know, to talk about it, uh, whether it's a New Year's resolution or not, just the importance of having a plan for today, tomorrow, and into the future. Um, and really, you know, you have uh, concerns about potential issues surrounding your retirement, whether you're making long-range plans, uh, if you're close to retirement or already retired, when you do the planning, it creates a clear picture of your financial future. It's right there in front of you. All of your numbers, all of your information, it's personal so that you know that what you're looking at is just for you and your family, not some cookie-cutter type of uh, approach. And, you know, the good news is many people are living a lot longer than ever before these days. So that means that folks are going to have 20, 30 or 40 plus years in retirement, depending on when you retire. And uh, that's a long time to, like I said, make sure you have that retirement income that's going to keep up with uh, with you. But it is good news knowing that you can have decades and decades of uh of bliss, you know, in retirement and really enjoy yourself after working so hard and saving and, you know, making the right decisions during your, uh, your working life. So, you know, so anyway, that is the good news. The bad news, as I've said, it's the main concern is, am I going to outlive my retirement income? That's what people are really worried about. And the best thing about doing your financial and retirement planning is you answer that question. Because when we do that, we give you a clearer picture of what your retirement is going to look like. Like I mentioned assets and income and, you know, social security, TSP, 401k, IRAs, the Roth, whatever it might be. And then we also look at something, you know, that we've talked about on the program so far today, inflation. And just how real it is and how it impacts you uh, going through all the all those uh, years and decades of your retirement. So what a lot of people do is they're affected by what's called this lump sum illusion. And it occurs when a person feels comfortable with a certain sum of money in their retirement portfolio, but they haven't determined how long it will last based on their desired lifestyle. 
And again, the last couple of years, even though we've had a lot of volatility in the equity markets, they've done pretty well. So people see this increase in their wealth, and that makes it easier for them to walk away from their job also. But, you know, how much money you accumulate is it definitely, of course, is it's an important piece of your puzzle. But by itself, it doesn't mean as much as you might think, that lump sum illusion. Because if you haven't factored in what all of your expenses are, if you haven't factored in inflation and what that's going to do as far as rising costs over the years, along with some other things, you really are missing the boat and you don't have the full picture. So that's the importance of having a financial and retirement plan in place. And it doesn't have to be uh, as thick as a phone book, folks. One thing, again, we've learned over the 30-some years of helping people is that, you know, you do want to keep it simple. So it's, it's math. It's all your numbers. Everything is real. Everything is calculated properly. Um, looking at your goals, uh, other objectives that you might have in retirement, all of it is customized. But like I said, it's not... Um, it's not like a dump truck full of paper that's just going to be poured on you that you can't do anything with. It's it's manageable. It's workable. And then, of course, you just review it, Of course, you know, um, at least once a year to see what changes have been made and, uh, and, and, and updated. But, you know, you want to make sure that you have a firm handle on the outcome. And that, you know, your financial future, that you know what it looks like. We have something that's called redline. So when we look at a person's um, gross, like say their pension income, if they have it, their gross social security income, any other monthly cash flow that they might have. um, And then we also incorporate the monthly expenses we can actually see, okay, how long are you going to be able to live the lifestyle that you want before you redline or run out of money? And that's very, very powerful because some people don't have to worry about it at all into their hundreds. And others might look at something and say, well, wait a minute, you know, I'm redlining at uh, 86 or 82. And um, based on my family's longevity, you know, we, we've we lived longer than that. That can be a real problem. So that's when you go back and address the problem up front of what are we going to do to fix that, to make sure that that red line gets pushed down and out further to a, a later age so that you can live your lifestyle, but... Um, not with the worry of redlining or running out of money. Because these are all, you know, important questions that, that we help people answer. When can I retire without running out of money? That's a big question. Can I continue my present standard of living into my retirement years? That's a big question. How can I optimize my Social Security benefit to help your specific situation? That's a big question. Um, how could your situation change? During challenging economic times, you know, you take yourself back to the dot-com bust and the recession that it caused and the uh, the problems 
for a couple years after that. You go back to the uh, financial and housing bust in 2008, 2009, and how painful that was and uh, how long it lasted. And even, you know, March 2020, when you had that extreme volatility in the stock market, uh, where it went down over 30% in a month, um, something we had never seen before. It's very, very violent. So you want to understand how economic and financial issues can impact your situation or may impact it. Uh, what happens if you don't wake up tomorrow? How is your family going to be impacted by that? Your your husband or your wife, your children, grandchildren? Um, what if you have to enter a nursing facility? So the average cost in Maryland now is about ten grand a month, um, according to information from the government. So obviously, ten grand a month uh, that can put a serious, serious dent in your um, your assets and your savings and your investments. So you know you've got all these important questions that again you know. It's it's I have to tell you, it's wonderful doing this for 30 plus years. It is so rewarding to help people get those answers and just to see them kind of exhale like, oh, okay, this is my situation that I'm planning for. And I, I feel so good knowing the answers to these very, very important questions. So anyway, I'll take a quick break and then we'll talk about uh, some of the steps that you can take in 2022 to, you know, ensure that you feel comfortable, relaxed and confident in your financial and retirement planning. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And you can download the free WFMD app and have everything right at your fingertips. Uh, The Your Financial Editor program, the other programming, uh, local syndicated sports, weather, news, you got it. Business that we do with uh, Bob and uh, Ryan every weekday morning, those live calls, everything right literally at your fingertips. So, um, just kind of wrapping up on the importance of a uh, financial and retirement plan. I uh, hope you, you know, are thinking about making uh, that part of uh, something you accomplish in 2022. Um, and, you know, we, like I said, it's, it's very, very rewarding uh, to help people do their planning and achieve their goals. Um, you know, I created a seven step, trademarked process back in the early 2000s uh, to help so that there's, like I said, an actual process with uh, these seven steps that we go through. It's uh, titled The Financial Protector, and um, it's where we gather data, 
and analyze it, your current financial picture, make recommendations, provide options for your specific situation. And then we're right there to help you implement your plan, check that progress, answer questions, and build on that relationship uh, over time. Um, and like I said, it's just something that's worked so well over the years. Actually, I, I don't, I haven't shared this yet, but I wrote a book, uh, The Financial Protector, that actually became um, a bestseller on Amazon in December. So uh, that talks about um, the process, uh, along with other things, in the book as well. But you know, it's 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 uh, very rewarding, as I mentioned. Um, and then for the folks to to see them, you know, to see you be able just to understand what your uh, your you know your financial plan looks like, what your investments uh, look like. Are you invested properly? Are you too aggressive? Are you too conservative? Um, are your uh, investments are they the right ones for you? Whether it be uh, exchange traded funds, ETFs, or mutual funds, or individual stocks and bonds, and different strategies. You know, is that all appropriate for you and your spouse and your family? Um, and then answering that question, will you outlive your retirement income? It's such a powerful question, along with those other ones uh, that I mentioned uh, just a little bit ago. Um, and especially in these crazy times, you know, where you, the financial markets are very volatile. Um, what's, you know, how much exposure do you have for when the next uh, shoe drops? That it will, it always does. Um, you know, don't know exactly what's going to cause it, but something will happen. Do you have your money allocated properly when it comes to your investments? Um, and that red line, like I said, I talked about where you can actually see based on math and your numbers and your situation, um, are you going to outlive your retirement income? So um, just I hope that, um, like I said, you make your financial planning and retirement planning important and uh, towards the top of your uh, your totem pole as far as what you want to get done in 2022. We're here to help if you'd like. Um, like I said, we've been doing it for 30 years, and it's uh, it's extremely rewarding. Um, so you can uh, go to murrayfinancialgroup.com, request a visit. Uh, you can call. Um, and again, if you go to murrayfinancialgroup.com, the latest complimentary takeaway we have for you is very, very timely. It's going to be up for, I don't know, another week or two probably. Uh, inflation and your retirement, are you prepared for rising costs? And, you know, you have to be because you're dealing with them now. Sounds like it's going to get worse as we get into this year, especially with energy. Um, so, you know, how's that impacting you and, uh, and, and about, again, just giving serious thought and commitment to doing that plan. Um, we have that seven step process, your financial protector, and, um, that's on the website too, by the way, at murrayfinancialgroup.com. You can check that out, but anyway, we can help. That's, that's what we're here for. Um, I will talk with you, uh, next week on the morning news express with Bob and Ryan. We do those uh, live business call updates every weekday morning at 5.56, a.m. And um, also, we'll be back here uh, next Saturday. I'm going to have uh, my, our friend uh, Bill Bullard from the uh, Cattle Ranchers uh, Association 
and talk about the, the, the inflation in food, the supply chain issues, competition, um, what the administration is or isn't doing to really try to help the situation. So all that uh, next, uh, next Saturday for you. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the program, uh, I wish you a very, very happy new year. Um, and, and again, I, I pray that, uh, that God blesses you and your family in every way possible uh, in this new year. I appreciate you listening. And uh, again, we look forward to, uh, to helping you uh, if that's something that, uh, that you're looking for. And we will talk with you soon. This is Chris Murray wishing you and your family financial success. He's pounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? Are we got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm East Pound just like no bandit run. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com.